a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry, episode number 107 today. We're just wrapping this up. Fantastic news, huh? We started the day with an incredible press conference from Governor Gary Herbert. And listen, it is not often that you are going to hear me say a fantastic press conference. When folks tell me that I'm going to need to uh, sit through a press conference, I usually groan. Well, today was a different story because we learned something. We learned something important. We learned something important about the discipline and prudence that you and I have been exercising for the past little while as we have gone to bat against this coronavirus. We've been in a fist fight and we're winning. And the evidence of that is that starting at 12.01 Saturday morning, we will, throughout most of the state, move from the orange risk group, that's moderate, to low, low risk we still need to continue our prudence. We still need to make sure that we are doing things right and that we are wearing masks when we're able, washing our hands, keeping a close eye on those in the high-risk category, the elderly, the obese, the ones with comorbidities and underlying medical complications. Those folks still have to watch out, and we should help them, and we can help them. But we're making some good progress, and it feels good. It feels really good. Though, you heard me mention that we, across the state, are moving to low risk or yellow throughout most of the state. There are some exceptions. Summit County, uh, Wasatch County, Grand County. And two cities inside of Salt Lake City. Or, I'm sorry, Salt Lake County. Salt Lake City will remain orange. And West Valley City will remain orange. Let me repeat that. Salt Lake City remains orange. West Valley City remains orange. And the rest of Salt Lake County will move to the low-risk yellow phase. I got a press release. An another, another thing which is sometimes delivered to my email inbox, which makes me groan. But this one caught my attention. This one comes from Salt Lake County Mayor Jenny Wilson. Now, understand the context here. Governor Gary Herbert announced that uh, Salt Lake County would be moving to yellow with the exception of Salt Lake City and West Valley City. So there's the rest of the county, which is now moving to yellow. And Mary Jenny, Mayor Jenny Wilson is not too happy about that. Let me read to you her statement. She says, Today, the state of Utah announced that most cities in Salt Lake County will be moving from the COVID-19 moderate risk orange phase to low risk yellow phase at 12.01 on May 16th, with the exception of Salt Lake City and West Valley City, which will remain in orange. We are, ple now listen to this part, this is, where, this is where we get into the meat and potatoes of this statement from the county mayor. While we are pleased to see progress and some stabilization of cases, Salt Lake County had earlier in the week requested a countywide county exemption that would have allowed us to continue operating under orange guidelines for an additional 10 days. The state chose not to approve that request. So Salt Lake County earlier this week requested 
that Salt Lake County be included in the list of counties which, after the governor's announcement this morning, remained in the orange risk phase. The state chose not to approve that request. The statement from Mayor Wilson continues, We are encouraged that Salt Lake City and West Valley City, who have each experienced a higher positive case rate, will receive exemptions and will continue to operate under the orange guidelines. But we also understand that the virus doesn't recognize municipal boundaries and therefore countywide caution and prudence will still be essential for success. Let me offer a quick comment on one of the phrases used there. We also understand that the virus doesn't recognize municipal boundaries. With all due respect to County Mayor Jenny Wilson, when you hear phrases like that, you're being talked down to. There's condescension baked into a phrase like that. Of course the virus doesn't respect municipal boundaries. The same tone is sometimes taken with those air quality folks. Air quality is important. We ought to do our part. But oftentimes, in policy debates, you are reminded that, oh, don't you know that pollution is no respecter of municipal boundaries? Pollution doesn't stop at the state border? Obviously. Anyway, pet peeve of mine, uh, when those making arguments point out the painfully obvious, of course the coronavirus is no respecter of municipal boundaries. So there's a little bit of upset on the part of the county mayor right now. She would like to see uh, the county, as per her request of a few days ago, remain in the orange risk group. Uh, unfortunately for her, the state experts, those who are, are the smart folks on the coronavirus task force, had advised the governor, and he has made the decision that the majority of the county will, in fact, move to low-risk yellow. And that is thanks to your hard work, your discipline, and your understanding that this advice is important to follow, and you have chosen to follow it. You got to hold your head up high this weekend going into Saturday. Make sure there's a mask on that head, obviously. All right? <laughs> but you got to be proud because we've done this, and we've done this without the threat of arrest or imprisonment. I meant to talk to you about the Supreme Court. I'll get to it tomorrow, but here's what's going on very basically. In Washington, D.C. right now, in fact, just across the street from the United States Capitol, there are arguments taking place as to whether or not the Electoral College is really the way we want to continue operating. Do those uh, delegates, uh, do those electorates, do they have the ability to act autonomously, or are they bound by the popular decisions communicated by the voters of their respective states? That's the question uh, in its basic form. It's being debated right now in the Supreme Court. We'll dive into the details of that tomorrow, but there was just so much, so much news to cover on today's program. In fact, here's a, a quick understanding, or just to put it in context, uh, how much we packed into today's program, and it's in the stuff that we left out. As producer Amy and I go through the, the list of headlines each morning and we touch base with our various contacts, we have to make decisions. What's going to make the cut? What's not going to make the cut? Here are two pretty massive stories which did not make today's cut. They might make tomorrow's. We'll see. But they didn't make today's. Jeff Bezos is at the center of this one story. Jeff Bezos is projected to become the planet's first trillionaire. Jeff Bezos, by the year 2026, if he continues on his current trajectory, will become humanity's first trillionaire. A single person with a personal net worth of over a trillion dollars. It's interesting that news like that would break on a day like this 
when many of us are unsure how we're going to pay rent and how we're going to even pay for food and clothing and all that into the near future. But that's a story we couldn't make it to. And then this other story, chairman of the Senate Intelligence Committee has stepped down in the midst of an investigation of insider trading. He sold a lot of shares in hospitals and hospitality right before the coronavirus hit. We'll try to get to it tomorrow. Had to put it off for today because of all of this important news which we covered. Thank you for hanging out with us. I will see you tomorrow morning on Facebook Live if you join me at 10 o'clock. Barring that, tomorrow at 1 o'clock here on these airwaves.